Yeah, two one on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Booze from the haters, point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise it needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post to every game, get your Kodak. Once he gets you one of the best kids, you better just play it. You get the jazz step, knock down, lock and bang, yeah. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, all the threes going in your eye. If you miss, you better get back. Cause if I'm bees, that won't be a putback. Keep that weak shit out of the paint. Cause I'm B to put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer. Any techno prisoners, yeah, dump it off from TJ. Call it the feed to him B. What's going on, everybody? This is the feed to him and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers in their first game after the trade deadline were facing the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets were the second best team in the West with a 37-17 and record. And the Sixers were looking to get back into their winning ways after a disappointing loss in Sacramento to end the road trip and a demoralizing home loss to the Raptors on Tuesday. It was the debut of Tobias Harris along with Boban Marjanovic, James, uh, Mike, Mike Scott, James Ennis the third, and we'll see. We'll hear from uh, Jonathan Simmons tomorrow in the Lakers game. But let's focus on tonight, obviously, because Tobias Harris was was was, was a heavily anticipated debut, and it was a really fun night. The Sixers got out to a really hot start. They were, I said yesterday that they were that I thought they'd be looking to get inside and uh, and feed Tobias early. Just to get him comfortable and started, because keep in mind, Brett Brown only met these guys for the first time at dinner at Del Fresco's in Philly on Wednesday after they had been traded to the Sixers early in Wednesday morning. So really, he hasn't he's had no time to incorporate them into the offense and figure things out. They've barely had a shoot around together, and now he's tasked with making things gel in the first game that they play together. Mind you, against the second best team in the West in the Denver Nuggets. So trying to get Tobias incorporated early, get him hot, get him comfortable, and seeing where things went from there. Um, it was a bit of a of, of a slow start. Tobias's first bucket was was of course the the only way a forty three percent three point shooter knows how to make it. It was a, it was a, a feed from from uh, from Ben for a, a wing three in the short from from, from the closer side. He didn't even touch rim, knocked it right through. The whole place exploded, and you can feel the momentum going. And then he quickly got it to TJ, to, 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 to JJ the next possession. JJ hit a three. Sixers went up eight early, and you just felt the energy erupting. And then it was a, it was a weird game, really, all the way around. Um, Simmons struggled trem- tremendously. He had nine turnovers in this game, and Bead shot four of 17. Tobias was just sort of trying to figure his way around and and learn where his where his spots were. Butler and, and Redick really really led the way in this one. Butler had 22 points on only nine shots. He made 14 free throws, seven rebounds, five assists, three steals. JJ had 34 points, his best game of the year, on six of seven from three, and 11 of 15 overall. But it was just trying to. It was just sort of a tough position to. to they're trying to feel their their way through this game. Uh, they led by as many as 16 in in this game. Thanks to a, a James Ennis corner three from to, from Tobias Harris that put them up 16, 50 to 34 in the second period, and 
the Nuggets then quickly went on a 17-2 run to bring it to, to within one. Uh, they actually tied the game at halftime. And from then on, from then on out, it, it was it was a, a punch-for-punch game back and forth. Nuggets led by, I think, as many as four or something like that. The Sixers came right back and tied it up and uh, ultimately took the lead. In the fourth quarter, the game was, was very close throughout. The Sixers ultimately sort of took control thanks to a, a Tobias Harris three on the wing again, courtesy of Ben Simmons. It put them up four. Of course, the Nuggets would come back to tie it, but it, the momentum had completely switched. The Sixers now had the momentum. They ultimately win this game 117-110 to 110 in the debuts of T- Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, Mike Scott, and James Ennis the third. But let's talk about Tobias Harris because he's obviously the big name. He should have been an all-star. Um, Tobias, I thought, was really, really good in his debut. He wasn't forcing things. He was letting the game come to him, and he acted as sort of a a, a spot-up shooter with some ability to to get to the to get to the cup. He used his body ever right after the, the first. You know, he didn't touch the ball much until that first three that he hit, and then he he got the ball again. Next possession, used his body, got down, and got um, got the the Nuggets. The, Will Barton got him down to the paint, and then just kind of uh, flipped around for a, a short jumper and knocked it through. And he he had a really good game. He was sort of a, I would liken it to a Clay Thompson light kind of performance. Pushed the ball a little bit, looked for other teammates, some catch-and-shoot looks that he had. He got, you know, he, he was able to get past the three-point line and get to the paint a little bit. But it was a really nice debut. I liked what he was doing. Defense was 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 average at best, didn't really stand out at all. Um, Boban, I was excited for because everyone loves Boban. He, I was looking to see for him really the effect that he would have on the rim protection and how he would be able to, to, to hold things down with Embiid out because he can't put them on the floor together. Boban's a five, Embiid's a five, and neither of them are very fast. Um, it, it, in transition, things went exactly how I thought they would. He Keep in mind, he's 30. He's seven foot three, and he has a size twenty foot, so he's going to be a really slow player at the five, and he struggles to get back. But on a half court set, he can he can he can he can be serviceable. He disrupted some shots at the rim. Nuggets had a tough time getting over him, as long as it wasn't anything that was sort of elaborate, anything that was involved a screen or a switch or whatever. It spelled trouble for him. Um, if it was anything that was like a driving attack directly at him. He, he was able to thwart it off, but I liked his pick and roll action. He was able to get a couple of looks at the rim that he, that he, that he finished, and he, he, sets, he sets good screens. Um, he turns the ball over a little bit, but that's because of his reaction time is slow. If, if guys hit it off of him, um, he, doesn't really have time to, he doesn't really have time to react and corral the ball and, and keep it. He just sort of bounces off of him, and he lets it go away, but you know he's not going to be here for 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 20 minute stretches of a game. He's going to give you 10 to 15 minutes while Embiid quickly recharges and then Embiid's back in the game. And that's kind of what you need him for. And I thought he did a, a decent job protecting the rim and I, I look I look forward to seeing what he can do once he's more settled into things. Mike Scott I thought he played fine. Obviously he's he's the 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 3 and D bench wing that they got in this Clippers trade. He played 16 minutes. Uh, he, he missed both of his three-point attempts, even though he's 39% from three. But that's going to come with, with more comfort in the offense and more time to to get used to the to the team. Um, 
I did like his ability to put the ball on the floor and and make shots that were other than three-pointers. He was able to get into the lane and get some floaters, some short jumpers, and I, I like that. Um, I, I'm interested to see what he can become with the Sixers, but I don't see him as any sort of long-term piece. I think, obviously, Tobias Harris will be the only player they keep of the three this summer if, if, if they had to choose one. Maybe they keep Boban, who knows? Um, James Ennis three was actually a really important piece to this to this bench last night. He only played 15 minutes, but he had a pair of threes, one to put him up 16, and then the other late in the fourth to put them up one. And I, I like what he I like the concept of what he can bring to the table as a, as a three and D guy on the wing. He's very active on defense. He he knows how to defend screens. He he, he gets his butt down into a stance and sort of and sort of fights off the screener. And then hedges around him, to, 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 that way he can stay with the ball. And he, and, you know, he's very physical, very active with his hands, and he perturbs the he perturbs the the, uh, the ball handler. He swarms them, he makes it difficult for them to attack, and he just contains. And that's all you want want him to do with a three and D wing. If he can provide the, if he can if he can give you thirty seven percent from three, then it's a good trade for a second round pick. And um, I think that with more minutes and with a little more comfort he can become an important piece of this playoff run for the Sixers. Um, With Tobias Harris, I really do, it became evident early on, for for me at least, that the Sixers do have the ability to create a a, a big mismatch for any team that they face. They they have four starters who are six, eight, or taller, who all can put the ball on the floor, um... Three of the four can shoot it pretty well, and then you have JJ Redick, who's six three, but he's a sniper. So every time you know every game, they're going to look to find the smallest defender, and and then and then just feed the ball to the to, to the to their teammate, whether it be Jimmy or Tobias or or, or Joel or Ben, whoever. And I think that that's going to spell a lot of problems for the teams in the East. Um, it really stood out to me last night that I, that I thought that. There's the other GMs in, in this in this race, the the uh, the Bucks GM, Masai Ujiri of the Raptors, Danny Ainge, those guys were laugh were watching last night, and I would I would think that they were probably pretty disturbed by what they saw. Um, <clears throat> I think I think Toronto, the, their move looks better on paper, especially if Gasol is like three years younger. But he's aging pretty fast, and while he's added the three-point shot, it, virtually all of his all of his other elite skills have become just pretty good. They also got rid of Jonas Valanciunas, who was a pretty uh, was a pretty good big off their bench, and one of their best bench players in Delon Wright, Delon Wright. And so I think that their that, that their their depth actually suffered because of this trade. Um, Boston did nothing; they remained silent at the trade deadline. Mostly because I thought that they, I think that they have some chemistry issues and they didn't really know what to move and, and who they could move, and they were also looking for Anthony Davis and that didn't happen, and then the Bucks only added um, Nikola Mirotic and Stanley Johnson. Who Stanley Johnson's a bust; he's nothing, and Mirotic is a, is a is a is a prototypical Dario Saric. He's a, he's a three and D power forward. Um, he has some size. That's about it. But the Sixers, I think, had the best trade deadline in the conference. They got Tobias Harris. They got a couple of wings, and they really, I think, made some noise last night. I mean, I I thought that they were the superior team to the Denver Nuggets. Miritich had a great game, but mind you, Embiid was sick. He hadn't eaten a meal in two days that he could keep down, 
And so, you know, he was obviously fatigued a little bit, and Miritich had his way with that. But when Embiid's healthy and he and he's you know and he and he can build his strength back up, he can dominate Miritich. And I, I really thought that that they were the superior team to the to the Nuggets. Um. But I, I think that this is the beginning of, of a new era for the Sixers. Yes, Tobias Harris is not legitimately an All Star. He hasn't had the credential, but he's basically an All Star. I mean, he averaged twenty one points a game on forty three percent from three for a team that is the eighth seed in the West. That's no small feat. And it isn't like they had no shooters. They had Lou Williams. They have um, Avery Bradley. They have um, other guys who, who, who can knock down uh, Gallinari. So he was the leader of a team that, that was, not a, was not a bad team. They're, they're a viable playoff team. At least they were. And I think that this is going to be a problem for, for, a lot of, for a lot of the Eastern Conference team because Tobias Harris is what Boston thinks – Jason Tatum is, but he actually isn't. I don't know how the the big athlete, the athletic players of Toronto are going to be able to keep up with um, Tobias Harris while also covering Redick, Butler, Embiid, and Simmons. I don't know that Milwaukee has the the, the firepower to, to to thwart off um, a lineup that features th- uh, four twenty plus point per, uh, four guys averaging at least seventeen points a game, or really five guys averaging seventeen points a game or more. Um, the only thing that could really break this for the Sixers is if, A, they fail to get a bench shooter, which I think they need to do. I think if we're being honest, I think that they need to get one more shooter, one more sniper off that bench. Obviously, Wesley John, Wesley Matthews is off the market. Um, Wayne Ellington's off the market. So I, I don't know what you do with that, but there's got to be a piece somewhere that, 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 that is a shooter who... Is on a is on a team that 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 they can't use that has no purpose for them and so they're going to get rid of them and just to add one more thirty seven percent shooter or forty percent shooter off the bench would be monumental for the Sixers, but the only way that that this core is going to lose is is if they beat themselves. Last night they almost beat themselves because of the defense, but I get it. It's the first game, a lot of turnovers, seventeen I think in total, maybe more, seventeen yeah seventeen turnovers total. And the defense was just was just atrocious. They couldn't stop anybody at the rim. They couldn't, uh, you know, they, they were having trouble communicating and picking up guys, and they were getting easy line drives to the cup. But that will come with time. That will come with a couple of practices and 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 just being around each other and watching film. That will be better with time. The only way that this t- this core is gonna is gonna self destruct is if they they don't have the chemistry and the, and they lack the selflessness, and their egos get in the way. If Embiid's not happy about his touches, that could be a problem. If Butler's not happy about his touches, that could be a problem. If Redick doesn't feel... I mean, Redick understands his role, but you know, maybe he feels like he isn't getting enough looks. I think Tobias Harris is pretty comfortable with where he is. I don't think he wants to move around too much more. He's been on five teams. So I think he. I think he's going to be happy with whatever he gets. Ben Simmons might be a little bit ticked off. Um, but it, it, last night, they showed that they can play together. I saw a couple of beautiful possessions where they all made the extra pass... Actually, they were too unselfish, and they they got a couple of turnovers because they were being too unselfish. Um, not not like bad passes, but like stepping on the out of bounds line by accident or three in the key or what have you. They were they were they were moving the ball. Butler was looking to distribute early on. He wasn't looking to get up much shots. I thought that could be a problem, um, but no, he was he wasn't forcing shots. He wasn't trying to take over the game himself and and and, and taking bad uh, attempts. He was looking to just find other teammates and find whoever, find whoever was open. Last night, he was a winning player. 
that was a big thing to me. He was a winning player last night. He found JJ for a couple of great shots. He got to the line. He wasn't taking erratic jump shots. He made a couple of jump shots. And if they can all play like, like, like Jimmy did last night, if Jimmy can play like he did last night, and, and they can all buy into the idea of taking less money to be a part of something great, they're going to win multiple championships this quarter. They are. They can remain selfless, and they can understand that if we each average two, three points less per game, we're all going to be better because of it. And they have so much firepower now in, in this lineup that on any given night, if, if, if Embiid had a terrible game, he had a really bad game, um, he had a couple of nice defensive stops when it mattered, a couple of, a couple of blocks that were, were, were beautiful, but he really didn't have his scoring impact on this game that he usually does. Call it fatigue, call it illness, whatever you want. Um, call it a fit, who, who knows? But that was okay because Butler and Redick were there. Simmons had nine turnovers. That was okay because Tobias Harris was there. Um, you know, so if on any given night, if Tobias is having a bad game, Butler can pick it up. If Butler's having a bad game, Tobias can pick it up. If Ben's having a bad game, Joel can pick it up. It's it's uh, this this lineup is all about the next man up, I think, and just like it's it's the problem, just like the Golden State Warriors make a, have made a problem around the league where Kevin Durant's having an off night. That's okay, they got you. They got Steph. They got Clay. If Steph's having a bad night, it's okay. They got KD. They got Clay. Clay's having a bad night. It's okay. They got KD. They got Steph. Now it's if one guy's having a bad night, it isn't it isn't a death penalty. It's well, oh shit, we gotta go cover the other guys. And we can't leave him alone either, because he could get hot too. So I think that this is a, a the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful uh journey for the Sixers. And I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game versus the Lakers who are 28-27. And I'm looking forward to see how they can power through the rest of the season and do something special. I think that they can get to the finals this year. Maybe I'm being a little too overzealous, a little too, um, a, a little too much of a fan. But I, I don't know that any of these great teams in the East can, can really keep up with them. I would love to get a game against Toronto in the regular season to see how they fare against the Raptors. Now we're going to see Boston this week on Tuesday. I think we have a couple games left against the Bucks, so we're going to see how they fare. We are, but. If everyone is willing to sacrifice, because sacrifice is what it takes to win when you have a bunch of stars. If everyone can sacrifice and everyone can put the egos behind, it's going to be a lot of fun for the next couple of years. If everyone takes less money. If J.J. Reddick can take less money, maybe a two-year deal, and he and he takes uh, $6 million a year or whatever. If Butler can take less than the super max that he could get for the Sixers. If Tobias Harris will take a little bit less money. If Ben's him to take a little bit less money. If they really care about winning, all these guys, they will make this work. We'll be back with you tomorrow for more uh, post-game coverage following the game against the Lakers. LeBron's first time in in Philly as a Laker. I expect the booze to be rampant. Um, But until then, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It's also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information on the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. And Cobra is spelled with a K. All, uh, for a 10% discount on all products, enter the code 
Trust the Cobra 10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws, reproduction, and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. And again, the Sixers win it last night in the first game of, of their Big Five era, 117-110. to 110. They improved to 35-20 and 22-6 and and at, at home. They will face the Lakers, who are 28-27 for a, a, a Sunday afternoon matinee. And we will be back with, with, with more coverage after that game. If you want to talk ball, you want to, you want to keep up with the podcast, make sure to follow me, Austin Krell NBA, on Twitter. No underscore, just all one word. Um, also follow my, my, my guys at PFO, that's Philly Front Office, or PFO Sixers, or, or what have you. You can find them in my bio up and under NBA. You can find them in my bio too. And... Make sure you subscribe and follow Dash Radio, Nothing But Net Radio. Again, Austin Krell NBA on Twitter. And we will be back with more Sixers basketball following, hopefully, another win tomorrow against the Lakers. That's all for now. And thank you for tuning in, everybody.